Welcome to the Naked Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, nutritionist, Michaela Shifley, the founder of KJ Wellness. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things nutrition and wellness. We'll cut through the bullshit information out there, debunk health myths, interview health experts, and give you actionable steps to help you become the best version of yourself. So go grab yourself a nice hot cup of coffee and strap in to hear the cold hard truths about health. Welcome back to the Naked Wellness Podcast. Today I have a very special guest with me. I have Izzy Stanley, the founder of Izzy Stanley Fit. Izzy is a qualified personal trainer and also a mindset coach, and she works very closely one-on-one with women to transform their mindset and achieve their fitness goals. But also one thing that I love is Izzy helps women to gain confidence in the gym around strength training, which is just so incredible. So welcome, Izzy. Oh, what an intro. That was so flattering. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm super excited for this chat. Yeah, I think it's going to be amazing. Today, we are going to talk a lot around mindset, you know, the importance of mindset, especially because I think on a health journey is one thing that can be so easily overlooked, but it actually has such a large impact on somebody's ability to achieve their health goal and then actually sustain it long term. So I think everyone will get a lot out of this podcast. But to start with, did you just want to give us like a little bit of background story on yourself, you know, your health journey, what led you to actually become a personal trainer and a mindset coach? Yeah, sure. So my journey started when I was quite a bit younger. I started going through the fad diet sort of phase when I was that you know, 14, 15 years old, which sounds so young now. Mm. (laughs) I'm like, at the time I thought I was so old, but now I'm like, oh my gosh, I was literally a baby. And I went through all of the different fad diets, whether that be paleo, vegan, um, keto, whatever. I've been through pretty much every single one of them. And the purpose was, I thought that being skinnier or being having a better physique would therefore mean that more people would like me that was kind of you know Mm. my whole confidence thing was well if I look good then I'll feel good and people will like me and obviously that didn't get me very far (laughs) because that was not the issue at hand so I went through a couple of years of doing that and then I don't even know why I started at the gym I don't remember what made me want to start but something was just drawing me towards that I convinced my parents that I would have the time to be able to go to the gym and they kind of were like oh this is just going to be like a two-month thing um, where she just you know does it for a while and then she just won't do it anymore but here we are about six seven years later and I'm still doing it still going to the gym as consistently as I was back then Um, and honestly I started Uh, studying to be a PT because I went through the very first year of uni. So I went straight from high school, straight into uni, doing a business degree. But in between that, I actually moved states. So I moved from Melbourne, Victoria to the Gold Coast in Queensland, much like yourself. (laughs) Um, And I had a bit of a reality check in that I had moved to a state where I knew no one. Mm -hmm. I, it was a whole new state. It was a whole new way of life. I had to make new friends. I didn't know what uni was. I didn't understand, you know, the process of uni, how hard it was actually going to be. 
And it was just a big shock to me. It was almost like a culture shock in a way. Mm. Like it just really affected me mentally in particular. And it took a huge toll on my mental health. And I'm very open about my mental health. I do have um, depression and anxiety. And a lot of that stemmed from that big move and the shock of that. So I only did the first trimester of uni to start with and then I took the second trimester off because I wanted to do something that would fill my cup and make me feel a bit better in terms of um, I guess I just wanted to do something that I would genuinely enjoy uni is a little bit dry (laughs) so I wanted to do something that was a bit more practical and I had always wanted to do personal training and that was not as a career I never wanted to be a personal trainer I never wanted to go down that path that was never the goal the goal was to progress in my own knowledge I'm obsessed with uh, furthering my learning and not being able to learn basically I'm obsessed with that so I wanted to do personal training purely for my own benefit for my own training and to apply that I thought I might like do a bit of personal training throughout uni to um, make a little bit of a side hustle sort of income but it was never meant to be oh this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life but the more that I did it the more that I realized I really enjoyed it And I had a gym reach out and ask if I wanted to come and do a few sessions with them. And I ended up getting a free membership to that gym. And then what happened from there was I was then asked to um, become a coach at that gym. So that's what I did for a while. I really enjoyed it. It was great. I didn't love the group fitness environment in that I couldn't be one-on-one with the people. I couldn't properly take um, like check technique, etc. It was very difficult for me, but being able to be a personal trainer and just motivate people to be better within themselves was really beneficial to me. So then I kind of put everything in, on hold. I just applied it to my own training and I finished my degree. And then as of October last year, I set up my business. Now, the mindset side of it, that all happened because I did set up my Izzy Stanley Fit page back when I was studying personal training. So I've had that account for the three or four years that I've been a personal trainer. And through that, I realized that it wasn't necessarily that people didn't know what to do or that they didn't understand what the repercussions of exercising occurs or how to create a workout or anything like that. It was to do with their mindset and the way that they think about their goals, the way that they act about them, the way that they can, they don't have to feel guilty about missing a gym session or having an extra, having a chocolate and that restriction sort of mindset. So I realized that and I was like, all right, I'm going to qualify as a mindset coach at the same time. So um, at the end of last year, I did qualify as a mindset coach. So now I am a personal trainer and a mindset coach, and I help people through transforming their lifestyle. That's really what I'm focusing on at the moment is 
transforming lifestyles. And that comes with both the mindset side and the personal training side. I think it's really important for people to have that strong mindset, to have clear goals, to understand that they don't have to feel guilty, not looking at food as good or bad food, things like that. And so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now. Mm, I think that's, it's just so incredible and it's so inspiring. And I love how, you know, obviously through your own personal experience and then working one-on-one with other people, you know what goes on in someone's headspace right from the beginning, like right from the get-go. And I think it's so common for so many of us to go all in to these health journeys. It's like, yep, I'm going to transform my life and let's do this eight week, you know, quick fix challenge. And you get either like so obsessed and so consumed and addicted to this specific workout routine that then as soon as if you miss one day or, you know, you have to do, or maybe, you know, you try and do a yoga session instead of a hit session, like you feel guilty about it. Um, and you're right, like it does come back to the mindset. And I guess like one thing, what difference did you find from obviously starting out and then going and actually learning about everything through your personal training course like how did that change your style of training if it did at all like did you view training differently did your headspace change even before then going down the mindset side of it as well like what changed for you just doing that course for your own benefit yeah 100 percent. so the at the beginning I and I don't recommend this but I am all self-taught I taught myself everything in terms of my um technique etc before the personal training course so before that I was training for I think two or three years before I actually qualified and I was purely basing it off watching Instagram videos I was lucky that one of my cousins is a personal trainer as well so I did have that benefit but overall it was um being able to sorry, I lost the track that I was going on. Overall, it was about, um, I was, sorry. (laughs) I was basing off, I was creating my own workouts, routines, et cetera. So then once I went into the actual personal training side of it, I learned that the different techniques. I learned about muscle activation. I learned Mm. about the different um, styles of training. I learned about tempo, which was probably the most beneficial thing I've ever learned in my life is tempo. Um, I learned, I just learned a lot. I think it opened up my mind to the fact that there are a lot of different elements that come into a health and fitness journey. I used to think that, you know, you would have to do abs to get abs. And obviously yeah. that is not the case. That's not how it works. So I guess I learned the science behind it, right? Like mm. I learned what, what was helpful and what was not. I learned what are myths and what aren't. And I think it just opened my mind up to a lot of a, a totally different health and fitness space, one that's healthy, one that can be balanced. And eventually I developed a training routine that I loved I love going to the gym. Like it is my favorite thing to do. I love going to the gym. And beforehand, I didn't necessarily see it like that. I probably Mm. saw it as more of a chore. And I think that I have been able to become a lot more objective with the way that I look at things. And I mean, 
the mindset side probably comes into that a little bit, but that is something that I was doing anyway, was being very objective and going, okay, my body is almost my own experiment. I base it off the data that I get, whether that be, you know, from weight or progress photos or whatever. And I can adjust it without the emotional attachment to that. Mm. And I can be very understanding of myself, whether I miss a gym session, it's like, okay, well, I was really busy. I had a family event on, it just wasn't a priority at that time. And I don't feel guilty because I know that I have been going to the gym for five, six days a week for the last like five years. And I understand that one gym session won't change anything. It's not going to make a huge difference. It's like, and I guess with that comes the adaptability of going, okay, well, I can't go for a workout today. So tomorrow's rest day, I'll just swap it and I'll go to the gym tomorrow and have a rest day today, especially if I'm, you know, sick or I'm feeling a little bit um, under the weather. For instance, last week I went to the gym, I went to, you know, warm up and I just felt like shit. I had no energy. I was just like, it's not even worth me trying. I was like, I'd crossed the line into I literally do not have the energy to do a warm-up set, let alone my actual sets. So I swapped it and I said, okay, well, today's going to be a rest day. Tomorrow I'll come back and do the actual session. I'll just do some stretching, have a good, you know, nine-hour sleep tonight and then come back in the morning and do it. And the next morning I got up and I was ready to go and I felt so much better because I'd given the body, my body the rest that I, it needed. So I think overall, <laughs> summarising what I just went on about, was that I learned the adaptability, but I also learned how to be objective and mm. not, not be so emotionally attached and feel so guilty and beat myself up. Like, don't get me wrong, I beat myself up maybe in other things, but I definitely don't beat myself up when it comes to health and fitness. Mm, that's so powerful. And I think, you know, what you said about you taught yourself before you actually even then went and did the PT course. So I think that's amazing. It definitely takes, you know, a very critical mindset as well to be able to sift through all of that information and actually be able to separate and be like, okay, you know what? That is bullshit health information that I'm reading right now because it's so convincing. Like the information that we get shown to us every single day, it is so convincing. The marketing around it for it for us to then believe it, like it's real and it can definitely consume us so I think you know that's incredible that you were able to sift through that to begin with and that's definitely one thing that I think a lot of people struggle with because there is so much information out there so if people do go and try to start this journey on their own they do have to sift through so much false and misleading information um so I guess one thing as well to really talk about is how does somebody actually identify and take that step back and be like, well, do I have a helpful or do I have an unhelpful mindset? Yeah, so I think that there's a few key characteristics that I look for and it is all about the way that someone talks about their goals or about themselves. So I, for instance, like when I'm bringing a client on, I'll have a consult with them. In that consult, I'll ask them things like, what do you want to achieve? What's your past experience been like with achieving these goals? And in terms of a negative mindset, the things that I'll hear is, you know, 
things of being too hard on themselves. Like, oh, I was so bad. I've been so bad the past few months. I really need to get back on track. Um, I really suck at this. I don't know why I can't do it. Um, and then the way that they speak, I can't do this. It's too hard. This is too, um, you know, I just, I can't meal prep because it's just too hard. I can't work out. It's just too hard. I can't find time. Everything with those little, um, you know, I can't, I suck. It's too hard. That triggers for me. It's like, okay, well, that's a negative mindset that we need to switch around. But then also just a general negative outlook on situations or life being like, okay, well, I don't have time to work out okay, but you sit there for three hours a night and watch Netflix. Mm. Could you maybe do an hour of workout and then do two hours of Netflix? And it's kind of like, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Like, and having that looking at situations and being like, yeah, it's a shit situation, but what was good about it? And that's kind of, you know, what I work with them through, but that very negative outlook on what they're doing tends to be that negative mindset that I'll identify or unhelpful, as we're saying in this um, circumstance. And I'm not saying that a negative mindset is uncommon either, and it has no disrespect whatsoever to someone who has a negative mindset, because I have negative mindsets in certain areas of my life, even though I'm a mindset coach, I am a mindset coach in a health and fitness space and I've developed a positive mindset in this. But for instance, in business, sometimes I can be very negative and I have my days. But the other thing is making excuses. Mm. And to me, making excuses, it's different to priorities. Having priorities is like, okay, well, I can't work out because that isn't it's not because I can't physically work out or that I don't have time it's because it's not a priority I have other priorities that I'm factoring in in my life at the moment so they're the kind of things I look for whereas a positive mindset is being able to be objective as we kind of spoken about and being like okay well this is my situation and these are my strengths these are my weaknesses and all I need is help with this and being able to recognize that an aspect of your health and fitness journey might not be working or that you are actually doing really well. That's a big one. Like I have clients come to me and they genuinely think they're horrible people in terms of they're not able to, you know, find that accountability. And at the end of the day, they just haven't found the right way of doing it yet. And, but because they have done that and they've tried to time and time and time again, they think they're horrible people and that is not the case whatsoever. So people who can recognize that, you know, yeah, we all have strengths and weaknesses in different aspects of our lives. And yeah, I can, I recognize that I'm not so good in this part, but that's okay because this is why I'm reaching out for help. That's mm. a big one for me. Um, also the way you speak about yourself. So, you know, I know that I can do this or it'll just take time or something important came up with this week, but that's okay because I can get back on track next week or I can get back on track tomorrow. Things like that is really important. Um, also reaching out for help. So recognizing that you're not perfect. That's a really big one for me is recognizing that you're not perfect because none of us are in different areas and so reaching out for help is actually a really big one because it shows that you're not beating yourself up you're like okay 
I've got this, I can do this, I just need that little bit of a push to get me on my way. Um, and then last would be seeing the best in situations. So, um, you know, it could have been worse. I'm still grateful for this. I still appreciate what they were trying to do, whatever that might look like. Yeah, amazing. And I think like actually recognising and taking that step back and being like, all right, what is my mindset and what area of life? And I think that's so incredible what you said, you know, you are going to have a different mindset in different areas of your life. You're going to be harsher on yourself for different things as well. And actually, A, recognising that. And then B, I guess the other thing is then taking that step to work on it because it, that can be the hardest part I found, find because then you are admitting to yourself that, yeah, I do need to work on something. And as humans, we are wired to believe that we are right all the time and we don't really like to be wrong, which is fine. Like that's natural as humans. So I think that that can definitely be the hardest step forward is to be like, all right, I do need to work on this and, and I will. But that's putting yourself first and that is self-care, which is absolutely incredible. All right, slight technical difficulties, but we are back. So we were talking all about, you know, actually identifying, do you have a helpful or unhelpful mindset, which is obviously the first thing to mastering your mindset and really, you know, having that self-growth that we all want to um, work on, which is amazing. So at the start, we kind of briefly touched on when you start a health journey, you know, we do focus a lot on the food side of it and the exercise side of it. And you've probably seen this so much being a personal trainer, like people come to you and I obviously see this being a nutritionist as well. And it's like, all right, I want to lose weight. Like give me a meal plan and give me the exercises to do. And you're like, yeah, like all good and well. And obviously they are large components of a health journey, but if you don't work on the mindset and you don't really master that, well, A, it's going to be so hard to eventually reach your health goal but then to sustain it long term like you need to be your own best friend you need to give yourself that self-love that self-respect that you deserve and if you're constantly hating on yourself putting yourself down beating yourself up because you ate an extra piece of chocolate like that's going to slowly like strip away at you to the point where you can't actually push forwards because you're so mentally and physically drained from all of these emotions so you know I guess, what is your experience, obviously, personally, and working with so many people of the impact that the mindset does have and working with clients on their mindset? What's the major change that you see with them reaching that end goal? Yeah, absolutely. It is so underestimated. And it's one of the reasons why I became a mindset coach in the first place, because I realized that people need this. And even now it is still hard for people to understand the value of getting a mindset coach and what that even looks like. But at the end of the day, mindset is everything. You, it's about having a good mindset, being able to have a good outlook on your goals, on yourself, on your life. And Honestly, you're not going to achieve anything if you don't have a good mindset because all you're going to do is get into that cycle of beating yourself up, then punishing yourself in some way, then overdoing it, whether that be in training or eating, and then failing, beating yourself up, starting again and doing it all over again. And it's the constant cycle that every personal trainer, every nutritionist, every mindset coach sees. So having that good mindset and a good approach to everything and having one that doesn't 
you know, you don't allow yourself to beat yourself up or allowing yourself to beat yourself up, but learning from it and moving forward instead of just being at a standstill is really important. So for instance, if you wanted to lose five kilos and get into a consistent workout routine, but don't believe that you can even achieve it and you tell yourself you're going to fall off track as soon as something comes up, whether that be a social event or something, then you're never going to get anywhere because you can't actually even fathom yourself Mm. being at a point where you can achieve it. So having a positive mindset towards yourself, your goals, and still being grateful for the position that you are currently in is the most important and fundamental thing before starting your journey because otherwise nothing else can happen. You won't work out, you won't eat well, you won't get back on track, you won't um, overcome these barriers. So you need to have your mindset intact and prepare for the fact that the barriers that come up now they're not ever going to stop coming up they always will so we need to strategize we need to realize what those strategies are and be like okay so when a social event comes up and I get really stressed and then usually I think that I have to eat everything in sight because I never get to and then I fall off track, I beat myself up and it's a whole cycle. Instead of going like that, just look at it like, okay, well, when it's a social event, I'm going to really listen to my hunger cues, going to make sure that I have lots of water that day. I'm going to really focus on my fruit and vegetable intake for the week. I'm not a nutritionist, but just in general, these strategies will help you to be able to have a more balanced approach to and then it also helps your mindset because you're going into that thinking it's okay for me to have something but I'm not going to eat everything in sight and then feel guilty about it afterwards for instance if you go to a restaurant with all of your friends and you force yourself to get a salad and nothing wrong with the salad by the way salads Mm. can be delicious but if you try to choose the lowest calorie option on there but you really wanted to bloody burger then if you get the salad and you watch everyone else getting the burger then you're going to be so jealous and at the end of that meal you're not going to be satisfied so then what's going to happen is you're going to go through the macca's drive-through because you didn't get satisfied in the first place so now you've had two dinners whereas if you just had the burger in the first place then you probably would have saved yourself all of that issue and you might have even left a little bit of the burger on the plate because Mm. you were full like listening to those hunger cues and understanding that you are you know you have the right to go and enjoy social events with food it almost takes away that weight on your shoulders and you're like hey it's okay if I have something but then you're more likely not to get to the point where you need extra food or you need dessert and not saying that that's a bad thing but being able to I guess just have a good approach to things like that is really important mm, yeah feeling satisfied both mentally and physically 100 yeah. percent. and it's one thing to feel physically full but it's a whole nother thing to actually be mentally satisfied after eating and being like yeah I like I'm done I'm satisfied I'll eat later whenever I feel like eating later not okay, that was okay, but now I still feel like chocolate and ice cream and I could actually probably go for chips as well. Like, you know, really, really satisfying that mental side of it. And, you know, what you said about being grateful before you even start, because a lot of the time we go into these with self-comparison as well. We are comparing, you know, to maybe our previous self when we had done a different health 
the journey. Maybe we are comparing to somebody who we are like, wow, like they get to do it this way, which is all great. And like, there's nothing wrong with looking up to people, but I think you also have to come back into yourself and be like, yeah, but you are you. Like you have your own health journey. You train in a way that works for you. You eat in a way that works for you. And one thing that I always say to my clients is these journeys are like an onion. As soon as you start peeling back that first layer, there's a whole heap of layers underneath. It's not just, you know, a sugar coat. It's not a band-aid fix going onto a health journey and really honing in on that mindset. Like you need to get down to the nitty gritty things. Otherwise, like we keep saying, like you won't be able to sustain those long-term goals and results that you actually achieve, which is so important. So I think, you know, the message that you are sending out there is just so positive and it has such an incredible influence on um, women and especially, you know, like young women, I guess, because like you mentioned, you went through your journey at such a young age, which just goes to show how much we can absorb information growing up, like how influential things around us can be at such a young age. So I think it's such an incredible message. And if more and more women and, and younger women can start to work on this journey at a young age, they will get to, um, a place and they would get to that end goal with their mindset a lot earlier on as well. And obviously there's so many different things in our lifestyles that do influence our mindset and our mindset obviously in very different areas as well. So working with so many people, what would you say are the top, you know, major influences that do actually impact our mindset? Yeah. So I guess starting off, it, which might be the most obvious one is the way that you've been brought up. So mm. if you've been brought up in a household where, you know, healthy fruits and vegetables are a staple versus one that might be about restriction or junk food or calling it cheat meals or anything like that, this language we pick up as kids, like we literally do, we do pick up all of it. And even for instance, like my parents were very into, I wasn't even allowed sugar as a kid. Like that wasn't even a thing for me. And so, but then a lot of the time, one of my family members, they would go on the weight loss programs, you know, the Tony Ferguson, the Weight Watchers, the whatever. And I kind of realized that, you know, that was there was a way that you could eat that was only a few shakes a day or was only this or only that. And so I saw what maybe a not so balanced approach was as well, but also restriction at the same time. So all of these different factors come into it and it does impact us in terms of the way that we're brought up, the way that people, our parents speak about food, the way that we see them eat, the way that we eat as with everything. But then the people we surround ourselves with is another really big mm. one. Like if you are wanting to lose a bunch of weight, but you are hanging around a group of people who get smashed twice a week and twice a week, um, you know, just want to eat out, just want to, you know, and don't understand your goals and are like, oh, you're being a party pooper or whatever because you don't want to drink and you don't want to have that lifestyle, then maybe you need to think about who you're surrounding yourself with. Like think about who might actually be beneficial towards you getting to your goals. You need people who are going to support you. And obviously family is a bit of an exception to that. But truly I feel like if you sit down with your family or your parents or whatever and you say this is my goal I want to be able to have it with a balanced approach and this is why this is valuable to me 
I mean, to me, there is absolutely no reason why they wouldn't support you in that because at the end of the day, you've got good intentions about it. Um, Another one would be our life experiences, like the way that we view certain products, like a lot of people don't like, for instance, pre-workouts, which is totally fair. Um, They don't like, um, you know, different different products, different um, ways of life. And that's fair enough. That's, and that can, but that can impact our um, mindset. Say we're really, you know, we've been brought up for instance, um, not wanting to have a balanced lifestyle and rather having that restriction. That's a life experience and recognizing that. So then when you come to a balanced lifestyle, it's going to be really hard for you to actually wrap your head around that you can have a balanced lifestyle and still achieve your goals. Then we could do the way that we speak to ourselves, the way that we speak to others, as we've kind of covered in this, it's really important the way that we speak to ourselves in our head. And I always say, would you say that to a best your best friend? Would you say how you speak to yourself is the same as how you would speak to your best friend or your mum or your sister or your brother, whatever? Like, how does that look? But also the way that we perceive the world, if you've got a really, you know, negative mindset of, oh, well, society's screwed up, this is effed up, whatever, that can be a really negative way of looking at it and then we're going to be really finding it really difficult to find the positives in things is more the point of that because our brain doesn't filter negatives very well it doesn't understand so then it struggles to find the positives um and then the type of people we follow on socials (laughs) it's one Mm -hmm. of the biggest ones like if you're following a bunch of bikini models like that's not going to be a very good influence on your mindset because you're going to roll over in bed, pick up your phone and be like, oh shit, like look at the way that they are at 5am in the morning versus (laughs) how I am. Like Mm. it's, it's not realistic and you don't know what's going on behind someone's, um, behind someone's highlight reel as such. And that's why I really encourage people to find someone who is really realistic and goes, hey, this is a balanced approach to things because if you follow people who are balanced in your life um, or in their lives, then you will more likely be balanced in your life and you can pick up tips and tricks from them as well. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. And I guess it is like if you've put in these reps, you know, since you were a young kid, if you've been growing up around those experiences, around that language, if you've been believing and thinking in a certain way, like you've been putting in those reps for so many years that you actually have to then unlearn all of that and then relearn a whole new set of like techniques and thought processes. And that's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in eight weeks. It's not going to happen, you know, in three months. It's going to have to take a lot of work, dedication and time to retrain the mind. But I guess like one of the, the benefits about that is that the mind can actually be strengthened and trained just like any other muscle in the body can which is great and what's that saying it's like you become a product of the five closest people to you which I think is so true like surround yourself with people who are going to lift you up push you to achieve those end goals that you have and you know what you said about drinking I personally have experienced that myself and I know so many people that have like it's it's crazy. Like you go out with your friends and you're like, okay, I'm going home. And they're like, oh, you know, 
like of course you would like grandma like surely just have another drink like all of these things and it's like well like even if they don't mean it in like a harsh way it does not make somebody feel good um to be put down that way so yeah for sure it's such the mindset journey it's a battle but one that is so worth going on and achieving so there might be people sitting here listening to this podcast being like yep you know what I actually do think that I have an unhelpful mindset but where do I even begin like what is the first step that you even take to start to work on the mindset it's such a big job to unpack it all and to know where to begin so what is your advice like where should somebody start if they are wanting to improve their mindset yep so the first thing I always say to people is notice when you say the phrases that I mentioned at the start you know I can't it's too hard I suck I'll never be able to do that things like that even if you just say it in your own head you don't actually say it out loud now I don't want you to beat yourself up about it I just want you to notice it just notice that you've said that and go oh that's interesting like okay I am you know maybe having a little bit of a negative mindset and go all right well how can I reframe that how can I turn it into a positive? How can I turn I can't into something that's a little bit more positive? So maybe I can't yet or I'm working on it or if it's I, it's too hard, it can be I can learn. Just because you think it's too hard, a lot of us put it in the too hard basket. It's like, no, nah, no, nah, that's too hard. If you break it down, which is pretty much why people go to coaches. If you break it down, it makes it a lot easier to actually recognize that you can learn those things. Yeah, it's not going to happen overnight, but you can do it. Even things like I suck could be, I haven't given myself the chance to learn and evolve into it. And the same with, I'll never be able to do that. It might just be, it's not a priority right now, but I need to give myself the chance to learn again. So All of these things you really need to recognize, okay, well, I am being a little bit negative, but how can I turn that into a positive? And don't beat yourself up. Don't be like, oh, I suck because I said I can't. Like that's literally the exact opposite of what I'm saying. (laughs) Just notice (laughs) it. Just be like, okay, that's interesting. Cool. That's how I'm thinking right now, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to think like that forever. You can change. You can start and starting is making those little changes reframing it and I'm not saying that you have to say these things out loud just say it in your head because when shit happens or shit things happen because they will you need to ask yourself what did I learn from that situation and what was the good in that situation could it have been worse for instance Like, let's say um, you get into a minor car accident and because you were rushing to get to an appointment of some kind. If you ask yourself, what did you learn? You say that I need to take my time when I'm trying to get to an appointment and not rush um, because it's better to be late than have an accident. And it reminds me of this thing my pa used to say, and it's um, better to be late than dead on time. And it's a little bit morbid, but it is really powerful (laughs) in the way that it's like, okay, well, I would rather tell Izzy or tell Michaela that I'm going to be running five minutes late than get into a car accident of some kind. But then 
what was the good about that situation? It might be, well, I had the money to pay for the excess for my insurance, or I had the money to even pay for insurance in the first place, because these are things that not everyone has the ability to do. So, and I guess it's linking into being grateful for your situation mm. and recognizing that shit things always have positives as a part of them. Like yeah. everything, every shit situation even the shittest of shit, <laughs> they can have really positive things within them. Um, and then could it have been worse? Well, yes, someone could have got injured or, you know, someone could have been killed. These things, it matters to realise that it could be worse because there are people going through a lot worse situations than you right now and a minor car accident is something that you can deal with. So I guess my whole point is gratitude is the most important thing. So making sure that you're writing down, you know, three things you're grateful for each day. And even on the shittest days for me, I am always, always, always able to say I have food on the table, I have a roof over my head, and I'm able to move my body because at the end of the day, those are three things that a lot of people in this world do not have. And you need to be grateful for these things. And that's how we start to see the positives. If you start writing down three things you're grateful for that day, you then recognize that, yeah, the sky is blue and the sun is out and you're ready. You know, you feel the warmth on your skin and you're like, oh, hey, I can write that in my gratitude journal tonight. And this is how we create this change know that isn't going to change absolutely everything about our mindset but these are the small things that we can do um to start to change it yeah and we go through our days so quickly like the days go by so fast the weeks go by so fast and I think we can get so caught up on being so busy and what's coming next like either stressing about what happened yesterday or worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow that we do we forget to stop and we forget to be like yeah I do have so much that is going on right now and life will always throw us curveballs. Even when everything seems to be smooth sailing and it's going amazing, something will knock us down and give us a reality check just how the world works. So I think that's so incredibly powerful to recognize those things that you're going to be grateful for. Start to change your mindset, to see those positives. Um, and that's how you really start that journey of improving your mindset. So amazing. Now, before we finish, I do like to go over some quick fire questions with all of my guests that come onto the podcast, which is amazing. So we go through three quick fire questions, um, just answer them in a couple of sentences or so. So what is one thing that you must do every morning to set your day up? Write a to-do list. So I'm a bit of a stress head sometimes and I don't, if I don't have everything I need to do in the day written down, then I'm literally not going to be able to do or concentrate on anything else. I have to write down exactly what I've got to do that day. Yeah, I love that. And then you can actually tick it off and it's like that physical reinforcement of, yeah, I'm getting through things. I'm achieving things. Love it. What is one thing that everyone can do every day to improve their life? no phone for the first 10 minutes of the day. I think that that is the most important thing. And the thing that's changed my life the most is not waking up with that comparison, not rolling over, grabbing my phone off the charger and scrolling through Instagram. That just creates a shit mindset to start the day. You're looking at everyone, you know, 
getting married, getting engaged, having a baby, um, Mm. going on holiday, whatever. Like just get off your phone for the first 10 minutes, practice gratitude, practice things you're looking forward to that day. And yeah. Love it. So powerful. And what is your favorite quote and why? Okay. I have two. I couldn't choose Mm. one. So (laughs) (laughs) there's two. The first one is never put the key to your happiness in someone else's pocket. And that kind of links back to my past. I definitely used to, you know, base my feelings and my emotions too heavily off how someone else is feeling. Um, And, you know, I would base my happiness off whether I was in a relationship or whether I was achieving things or whether I was doing something. And at the end of the day, my happiness is my happiness. And I need to, you know, be thankful for the position that I'm in and be grateful for that position. Um, The second one is one of my favorite ones. It's a little bit of a long one, but it's a beautiful thing to have lungs that allow you to breathe air and legs that allow you to climb mountains. And it's a shame that sometimes we don't realize that that's enough. Mm, Gratitude. Yeah. Linking back to that whole gratitude thing. As I said, at the end of the day, if I've had the shittest day of my entire life and nothing went right, I can, at the end of the day, say I have a roof over my head, I'm able to move my body and I'm, well, I'm breathing. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, incredible. And so one question that I love to ask all my podcast guests is, so in the distant future, when you're looking back at your life, what do you think will be your biggest achievement or the one thing that you'll be most proud of? Now, this might be something that you have already done, or this could also be something that you are hoping to achieve in the future. Being myself and doing things the way that I want to do them, not what society says that I should do. There's no one particular thing that I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm proud of that above all else because I'm proud of myself in a lot of different ways and I don't necessarily give myself the recognition that I really should. But I think that, you know, doing things the way that I wanted to do, I didn't do uni in the traditional way of just doing, you know, the three years. I did it a bit differently. I didn't stay in the same place. I moved back in with my parents for a while. I mean, that wasn't traditional, but at the end of the day, I was myself. I had myself as my best interest and I did things the way that I wanted to do them not the way that everyone else told me to love it because it's so true and I think you know this question it can feel uncomfortable for a lot of people because exactly what you said like a lot of us we don't give ourselves that enough recognition and enough you know we don't really ever say to ourselves often enough, I am proud of you for doing that. Like, well done. You did such a good job. And so when you ask this question or you have to like actually say it out loud, you're like, oh, like, is that right that I'm saying that about myself? Yeah, it is. Because if you're following your passions and you're following your dreams and you're doing things that light you up, like you should be proud of that. And like, I love what you said. You are, you are following your passions, like going against social norms, which is, it's a tough thing to do. But if that's what lights you up and that that is going to create a lifestyle that you are happy with, you actually enjoy waking up to, like that is so powerful because this is it. Like this is the one life you're living. There's no coming back. There's no take two of this life. So you have to live it to the fullest and do everything that you love. So I think that's incredible. Like you should be proud of yourself for that. It actually, like, when I read this question, I was like, I sat there and I was like, I don't even have a point in my life that 
I think is my biggest achievement. Like I fully couldn't think of one moment where I was like, whoa, like everything makes sense. And then I realized that I'm just proud of myself every day. Like I'm proud of myself for living the life that I want to live. And that happens every single day. There's no, like, even when I finished uni, I didn't necessarily, yeah, it's a big achievement, but I don't think I'm going to look back in 20 years and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that I finished uni. And that's my biggest achievement that, because it's not, because I want every single day to be a day that I'm proud of myself for, because I want to yeah, as you said, live my best life, be able to live the way that I want to live. Amazing. So good. So tell the audience, Izzy, where can they find you? Or do you have anything exciting coming up, which I know you do? I don't know if you can share anything about it or not, but let everyone know if you can. And where can they find you? I can, I can. I think it's, um, yeah, we're right at that cusp where I can mention. Um, so I do have a couple of new programs coming out. I am actually head, jetting off to Bali next week for a holiday, so that'll be fun. But as soon as I come back, I will be um, going into launching three new programs so that will be really exciting one will be the mindset side as well as the training so it will be an all-encompassing package one will be purely mindset if you just want to work on that mindset Um, and then the other will be an action plan so um, breaking down exactly what you want to be able to achieve um, and basically just putting it on paper, putting it in a bit of a chart and realizing, you know, breaking down exactly what you want to achieve. So, I mean, if anyone is interested in that at all, then they can head over to my Instagram and just send me a message. So at Izzy Stanley Fit or um, IzzyStanleyFit.com for some extra info I'm not sure that it will be out on the website just yet but um yeah Instagram's the best way amazing well thank you so much for coming on today I know that the audience will get a lot out of today and really understand you know how they can start to master their mindset how they can start to take the first steps to really improve in that mindset which is going to have a ripple effect into all other aspects of their health journey so thank you so much Izzy Thank you for having me. It was such a good time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that you were able to take away some information and some helpful tips that you can start to implement in your life to transform your mindset. So if you did enjoy today's episode or you have something that you learn about it or you even have a question, then head over to my Instagram because I would absolutely love to hear from you. My Instagram is kjwellness with three S's. Um, But I would also love to hear your feedback about the episode as well. So please leave me a review, leave me a comment, and I will talk to you very soon in the next episode. Enjoy the rest of the day or the night, wherever you are.